Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sports, you tune into the right place. Let me tell you that Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. So we're back again. Um, I want to excuse first my, myself for not for not being here last week. Uh, I had a lot of things I had to do, so we had to do a, a little rerun from the previous show. But um, everybody um, liked it, so we we did it again. Um, I want to introduce now uh, Larry. Larry, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you, David? Ah, uh, not bad, not bad. Enjoying, enjoying the week still from uh, a good uh, football um, uh, playoff atmosphere that we uh, enjoyed over the weekend, and uh, I was very happy. I don't know about yourself, Larry, but I, uh, I was happy that one team got beat. The the ones that everybody thought was going to win the the Super Bowl uh, this year again, and um, I'm talking about the Packers, ladies and gentlemen. The Packers were booted out by the Green Bay, by the Green Bay, by the New York Giants. They got they got taken out by by um, Eli Manning and uh, and company. And um, my hats go off to the to the Giants. And I'm very thankful because I did not want the Packers to win. And um, also, yeah, it felt as good as the Bears winning, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did, man. It sure did. I don't know if you guys uh, seen that uh, YouTube video about that girl. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was so hilarious. That girl just <laughs> bawling because she put on the wrong uh, <laughs> the wrong jersey and she put sprinklers on her uh, nail polishes or, or her nails or something like that, which was hilarious. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Um, also, the 49ers uh, ended up beating uh, the New Orleans Saints, um, and I was very happy for that one too because um, one of our, our ex-Bears uh, is uh, a coach. Uh, of the 49ers as a uh, good old Jim Harbaugh, our, our, court, our quarterback. And um, obviously, uh, us as being Bears fans, uh, we, we want the 49ers to win uh, next the next game, the NFC uh, title game. And uh, on the AFC side, the Ravens, the Ravens are going to go up against uh, the New England Patriots up again. This is a rematch from two years ago. And I definitely want to see that game. Not only because I, I'm um, 
because uh, of Tommy Zibakowski is the real reason we want to see the game. I want to wish him nothing but the best of luck because uh, two years ago he came into the NFL and uh, he went with the uh, Ravens and uh, was like one win away from the Super Bowl uh, his rookie year. And so now he's back at it again. Uh, the Ravens ended up taking out uh, Houston to, to go into the AFC Championship. And um, the Ravens, uh, I mean, the Patriots took out uh, Denver, the Denver, uh, Denver Broncos and, uh, Tim Tebow and, uh, phenomenon. Future that he was Hall going of Famer Tim Tebow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, future <laughs> Hall of Famer. I don't know why they, why they picking on the guy, hey, man. If he's a believer, God bless him, you know? Um, yeah, but he can't play football. That's the problem. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole a nother priest. story. <laughs> huh? He'd be a great priest. Oh, yeah, probably, he probably would. He's a good guy, man. Leave him alone, Larry, before we get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, two broken ribs suffered by Eddie Chambers took him off the main event card, which was going to happen this Saturday, uh, the 21st on NBC. It was going to be the uh, primetime. Uh, the uh, NBC was going to get into the primetime uh, fighting for for boxing. He was against. He was going to go against us, Sergey Lakovich, and um, there is some bad blood going on between there. Um, they uh, Sergey came out. And he started reporting that uh, Eddie Chambers was no good, that he was a slum, he was a bum, because he knew about the injury and uh, on January 1st, I believe, and he didn't let anybody know that uh, he was injured and that to start looking for somebody else. And he pulled out actually uh, about a week before before the fight was supposed to happen. And um, needless to say, they didn't have nobody to qualify to fight Sergey. So they ended up bumping up the main event, and instead of that one, they bumped the co-main event up to the main event. So now you have Maurice Freight, uh, Freight Train uh, Byram, 13-0 and with 9 KOs, versus Brian Bye Bye Jennings, 11-0 and 5 KOs. And you were saying, Larry, the last time we had mentioned, you were on the show and you were, you were telling me that, that you didn't know if people would want to see Eddie Chambers and Sergey uh, Sergey Lakovich. So now, what do you think about this? Uh, well, uh, the home event moving on up. Now that I see this one, I take all of that back. I think uh, <laughs> this is going to be. I mean, you're going to have record viewers for this. I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't make, turn it into a pay per view based on this main <laughs> event. So uh, very. <laughs> no, I. You know, I mean, I know sometimes you can't help it. It's, you you got to kind of make a plan B. And um, unfortunately, I just think that. You know, us being followers of boxing, we're going to know that this is kind of a B plan, and I hope that people that tune into it don't think that this is, you know, the the plan for for the fights on on uh, NBC. So um, I don't know. I just think it might do something to uh, to to kind of turn people, you know, away from it versus uh, versus going toward it. So, um, but on the on the other side, you know, the guy. I know there's bad blood with the with the injury and when it was reported and all that stuff. So I mean, you know, but but. I think that's difficult, right? Because if you're in training camp, you get hurt. You know, you're going to have little aches and pains. When do you actually say it's? I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fight. It's a, it's got to be a tough call. And who makes that call? Yeah, well, I think uh, Eddie Chambers should have made that call because I mean, two broken ribs and um, him trying to ease through it and, and, and say that he was going to fight. I, I think he should have let him know that you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. Um, if that's what uh, really happened to his injuries, that it was two broken ribs, so he's gotta he's gotta let them know. And, and I mean, this is an opportunity, like Sergey said, this is an opportunity for everybody. 
You know, he can he can always get on a, another NBC card or, or get another title, uh, main event fight card later on. But um, definitely to um, not take anything away from uh, Sergey's pocket because that's what it was going to be. It, it's hurting more his pocket because he he spent a lot of money on a training center, on a training camp, and nutrition and training and everything. So I definitely do think if if they knew beforehand, they should have just said, you know what, not going to be able to do it. I definitely believe in that. And, and you know, but now the co-main event is also a good one, though, man. Um, they have uh, Gabriel Rosado, uh, 18, 5, and 10 KOs, will take on a tough fighter of uh, Jesus Soto Carras. We've seen, him, we've seen him fight here in Chicago many times. He's an excellent fighter. He's a, he's a tough fighter. He's a very tough fighter, crowd crowd pleasing fighter, and I think I think it's a very good co main event, you know. And um, it should it, you anytime you put uh, Spanish people uh, on a fight, uh, co main event or even a main event, they they go at it and they they give a, a good good presentation, a good fight for everybody, uh, you know, to to tune in and watch, you know, as well. And another fight also was uh, postponed. Uh, Argentinians are. Uh, Junior welter, welterweight Lucas Matesi, uh, who is going to fight uh, Silverio Ortiz from Mexico. They were going to fight this Friday, but it got delayed. I don't know for what reason, but uh, it, it got delayed until February 10th. And the reason I'm, I'm letting you guys know about this is that I fought Silverio uh, uh, Ortiz uh, here in Chicago, and he's a tough cookie, man, a uh, really tough fighter. Do I think he's going to beat Lucas Matesi? No, I don't think so. But um, just to mention him because uh, he was a good fighter and uh, a tough fighter for me. But, um, you know, just wanted to uh, let everybody know that. Also, there on the news is uh, that Floyd uh, donated $100,000 to the Susan G. Coleman Southern Nevada affiliate in uh, recognition for uh, support of women and men um, uh, through breast cancer and cancer as well. And the presentation was done uh, yesterday. At 1 p.m. at uh, Floyd's uh, boxing gym in Vegas, so that's uh, doing some uh, PR for for himself, so he can look nice for for everybody, uh, now, considering did you, everything. Did you, did you hear that uh, today? Pacquiao said that him and Mayweather talked on the phone about a potential fight. No, I did not hear about that. Elaborate, please, Larry. Yeah, they just they said, uh, Pacquiao said in an interview that they talked about, um, they talked on the phone and, uh, that they, that he assured Mayweather that he was, <clears throat> that he was, um, working on doing the fight. So, um, I don't know if that is uh, accurate or not. It's just kind of a, a late breaking story that, um, you know, that would be interesting to me to see. I mean, we've talked about how, how we think that fight would go or, or if it would be boring or not, but I just think that it, it kind of just needs to happen already. Yeah, that fight needs to needs to happen just because every. Uh, I mean, it's Manny has nobody else to fight, so to speak, in 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 his division. You understand? Um, mm-hmm. He needs he needs he needs to fight Floyd, and Floyd needs to fight Manny just to guarantee and to finally see who who is the really uh, number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Uh, I believe it's going to be a great fight if it does happen this year. But will it get done for May? I don't know. I don't know because Floyd still has the, uh, to report to, to, to jail in June. And I do not think that uh, they're going to give him another extension if it goes beyond uh, June. But no. who knows? I mean, 
you know, I, I don't know who knows who knows what will happen in in that uh, atmosphere, but I hope it does happen, and uh, we'll definitely try to get Floyd and, and and Pacquiao on the show and see if we could get a couple words in with them and and see what they uh, what this whole thing is all about, you know. Um, also, I, I want to talk a little bit now about the Bulls, man. The Bulls are um, are doing good. On Monday, the uh, the Grizzlies got their revenge uh, on the Bulls. They did uh, 102.86. The last time these guys met, the Bulls beat them up pretty badly. And I think it was like a 40-plus point, 40 point uh, uh, spread. But the Bulls were without the Rose. So that just goes to show you that, uh, you know, nobody knows uh, what 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 uh, could have really happened. But, um, you know, the Bulls are doing good. Yesterday, they were without uh, Rose again. But uh, Boozer, Boozer took up the load and ended up scoring uh, 31 points. So the Bulls ended up with a victory. And, you know, I think tomorrow they take on Cleveland. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like that's going to be a tough one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be, uh, yeah. be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Boozer, man, did you? he had 26 points in the first half. He only ended with 31, so five in the second. But, um, but man, he had a first half that I haven't seen in a long time from him. And that's what we wanted, you know. That's what we want to see from Boozer. And now when Rick uh, starts uh, pointing the points as well, everything's going to gel good. And it, it looks like a promising team for us, man, to take us deep into the into the playoffs and, and, and possibly win this the whole thing, man. But obviously, our big our big uh, uh, challenge is going to be Miami still. Oh yeah. Regardless regardless of of whatever we do, we we definitely got to beat um, Miami and take them out, man. So I. I hope I hope everything gels together nicely, comfortably, and um, we we go on the tear, man. And um, I, I hope it gets done. Also, um, our Blackhawks are doing good. Uh, yesterday they ended up uh, uh, beating up on the Buffalo Sabers six to two, you know, and uh, they beat them up. So um, you guys can call in on the show. We gotta take a break. Um, 888-346-9144. And um, you could tweet, tweet us or put your questions on Facebook. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Welcome, and you're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the self, the segment called The Outcome. Before I get started, I want to uh, say a belated happy birthday to uh, the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Happy birthday. His birthday was on the 17th, this past Tuesday, and want to wish him a, a happy birthday and um, wish him nothing but the best uh, for us um, from, from us here at Outside the Ring. Um, I know he listens to the show. That's awesome, man. Good. Well, uh, man, happy you know, birthday, I mean. Champ. <laughs> you know, if he if he's able to see it, or someone can uh, send him the link, it'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but also on on uh, January fourteenth, uh, Arthur Abraham made a big statement. Uh, he uh, wants to be champion again, and he did it by knocking out the IVF's uh, number three super middleweight, Pablo Farias. Farias, I believe I'm pronouncing it right. He started. Um, Pablo started out pretty pretty good with that. Uh, when the between the first and the and the third fourth round, but you know just like Abraham Abraham came out and and started closing in his punches and ended up uh, knocking him, knocking him uh knocking him out. So uh, you know it's 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 Arthur is uh, straight in for a, a championship fight once again this year. I'm pretty sure he's going to be champion again. The guy's uh, got unbelievable strength and um, he's knocked out a lot of people. So um, but also on the on the undercard. Uh, the co-main event was uh, Robert. What's his name? Robert Stiegel? Stiegel. 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 Excuse me. He is the WBA uh, super middleweight champion, and uh, he won a unanimous uh, decision in that fight. And um, since he, that, just how funny it is, right? The main event was a guy that he, he was uh, what fighting to become the uh, uh, European champion. You mm-hmm. know. In, in, for for the WBO and the WBO champion was a co-main event. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> so guess who Arthur Abraham is going to be fighting next, huh? You know, yeah. just take a wild guess. Take a wild yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> gives the uh, gives the fans, I guess, a chance to see the guy that he will fight next. To kind of, uh, I think Pacquiao did that all the time. You did that with Pacquiao. Yeah, when you were yeah, on the undercard exactly. to kind of show the fans who you are and and get you interested in the fight. Exactly, exactly, and they did that. So I'm pretty sure um, um, Arthur Abraham is going to have a good, good, good time on that on that fight too, as well. Um, also, the WBO featherweight champion Orlando Salido and Juan Manuel Marquez will go at it again March Lopez. 10th. 
I'm sorry, Lopez, Lopez. Thanks for correcting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, their last encounter, um, uh, Salido knocked knocked him out. Not uh, TKO to Juan Manuel, giving him his first loss in the fight. It looks it looks like uh, Juanma is in in the first three was doing good, and then later on the fourth, fifth, Salido started connecting. And he ended up knocking him down, and then later on in the eighth, you know, the fight was stopped. Since since that, uh, uh, Salido has has fought twice, and uh, he's done pretty good. You know, obviously not fighting um, big top top names or anything because I'm pretty sure he knew he was going to get the rematch with um, uh, uh, Juanma. So um, they're going to go at it again on on uh, on uh, February. So that, that was that a bit of a good. surprise, though, when he when he stopped him. Um, Wanma was an uh, up and comer. Everybody was was all over him, well, and uh, that was a, a shocker. Do you think uh, it was a fluke, or do you think this will be a good fight? No, I think it's going to be a good fight because uh, Salido's a, a good fighter. He's a good fighter, and uh, Wanma beat him. I mean, um, Salido beat Wanma. He took his title because Wanma was uh, uh, the champion at that time. So right. you know, it, it's it's going to be an interesting fight. I think it's going to be a good fight, and. You know, it's anytime you put uh, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, you know, it, it's always a, a good fight. You know, just like it is over here in my house, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'd be kicking some butt. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, right. All right, man. Come on. Can you give me a little bit, man? <laughs> just a little. <laughs> I, I know that's uh, not true when I say, hey, David, let's go here. And then you call me back and say, nah, I'm not going to be able to make it, man. I know where that came from. No, it's not. Stop, stop lying, Larry. Well, you know what? Um, you know, Robert, Robert, uh, Hugh titled Andre Knows the Score, um, is a nice little write up about Andre and what he's thinking about, um, doing his, his future, um, uh, endeavors and what he feels he's going to be doing in, in, in the boxing world. Um, I just wanted to mention that because it was a nice piece. It was on Fight News and, um, I really enjoyed it. And if, and if you guys like uh, like this cat, uh, check it out. It's 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 a real 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 nice story. Also, you know, Paul Malnagy is going to be getting uh, a title shot. He's going to be getting one against a Ukraine WBA welterweight champion. This is a hard name, man. <laughs> Go at it. Vyacheslav Senchenko. Huh? Yeah. Not bad, right? Not too bad. Not too bad, I say. <laughs> You know, and uh, they're, they're going to have a, a purse bid on it on January 26th. So Paul Malnagy is going to uh, try to be champion again and uh, wish him nothing but the best. And uh, I hope I hope he does it, man. I really do do hope the guy's a nice guy. We He was here for the uh, Juan Diaz and uh, Paul Malnagy fight. Got to meet him, talk to him for a little bit. He was a nice cat. Uh, you would you would assume just by watching my TV that he's like this. uh cocky arrogant person but um he was really 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 good guy he was actually real nice to your wife right larry uh yeah he was kind of nice to her you know i i (laughs) I don't know what that means i think i now i need to uh ask my wife what that means (laughs) oh yeah because he he told me he's like yeah she was she was a nice nice girl (laughs) pleasure (laughs) pleasure spending time with her (laughs) yeah she's a big fan of his so that was uh Uh, good she got to take a picture but you're right he was really good guy so i i just i'm kidding around i know my wife didn't do anything right (laughs) yeah yeah, keep on telling yourself that but anyway (laughs) anyway Devin alexander and uh, carlos madina will be fighting february 25th in st louis I don't know, Larry, but I think we might might be going to that one. February. The Lou. We're going to the Lou. Yeah. 
Yeah, back to the loo, man. Um, Alexander's with the new promoter now. He's with the Golden Boy. He's severed ties with Don King. And uh, he's going to be moving up to the welterweight division as well. Because he's been struggling to make to make uh, the weight. His uh, previous two fights, he, he said he's... He hasn't been, you know, the same. So he's um, he's moving up to 47, and um, I'm pretty sure he's going to do their good. And, you know, 47 right now, you got Floyd, Pacquiao. So there's there's going to be a lot of challenges for him to try to become champion there. And um, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's he's up to uh, up to do it as well with uh, Kevin Cunningham, his uh, his trainer, and his coach, and almost his father, man, his mentor. So he's, uh, he's in good company there. Um, so you think Alexander I don't know. will take that one? Yeah, I, I believe so. This is uh, this is going to be a, a, a puncher versus boxer matchup, and usually the slicker the 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 the, the boxer is, the the more um, he, he's going to be able to dance around uh, Madonna. I think I think he's going to be he's going to do well against him, and he, mm-hmm. he he'll beat him. I I definitely do think so. You know, I. Uh, I think Medina is going to be, try to stalk him and 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 try to bang with him and and stuff like that. But I honestly do think um, Devin is going to going to come out on top on that. And uh, hopefully we'll be there live to watch it, man, and uh, be rooting him on, man. So um, and um, Medina as well. Well, obviously Medina he moved up because uh, his uh, fight with uh, Guerrero was canceled. So he also made that journey up to the forty-seven. Said he couldn't uh, hold the the weight at forty anymore, so he decided to move on up and and um and, and go for the welterweights. So it's it's definitely going to be a a, a good uh, a good uh, uh, match. I know you were telling me earlier that uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather um, had talked about um talked that they are going to fight, but probably like I said to you before, it's it's probably going to be a uh, um. Later on in the year, I don't think I honestly don't think it's going to be now. I, I definitely do think it's it's going to be later on in the year because um, from what I read on the an article, on the article was that um, uh, his next opponent might be might be uh, Cotto again. What Ooh, do you think uh, about Pacquiao's that? Next opponent? Yeah, next opponent might be uh, Cotto. Hmm. Well, I know they. The, so Mayweather has to fight on May fifth, right? He's got a guaranteed right. date. Yeah. So. I also heard that the, that uh, Pacquiao's cut uh, would would not allow him to uh, to fight that early. So I think I think you're right. I think it'll happen later on in the year. So, um, but the fact that they're talking on the phone about it, you know, I mean, that's good at least for the for the later uh, date. Yeah, definitely. I, like I said, Pacquiao fights June, and then what? What is it? November, October. He ends up fighting fights twice a year. So um, those those are those are pretty pretty. Uh, Accurate dates. I'm pretty sure he's going to fight Cotto uh, again. Um, I think uh, Pacquiao is going to win again. I don't think mm-hmm. Cotto uh, has the endurance to uh, to 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 last like the 12 rounds. I mean, unless he does what he did last time, just run uh-huh. around and, and yeah, yeah, run around. Because I'm, I don't know. Not to go back to the Margarito fight again, but you know, I mean, that that round that Margarito was stopped in was actually Margarito's best round where he was able to connect. Uh, more punches on 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 Cotto. and um, had they not stopped it, who knows, you know? But that I, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely looked looked bad. So yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see what happens, man. 
we'll definitely see what happens. And um, you know, remember when I told you about the 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 match between um Chavez and Chavez Jr. and uh Marco Antonio Rubio? Mm-hmm. Well, Marco Antonio Rubio came out and said that he is not leaving it to the judges. So on February fourth, um he is not going to leave it up to the judges. He's going for the knockout because he says he knows that if he does leave it to the judges, uh, he's not going to get the fight. That he won't get the fight. So he's definitely going to go and try and knock out um, uh, Junior. And that's going to be that's going to be a pretty uh, exciting fight. Like I told you guys, uh, they don't like each other, so it should be an interesting uh, interesting fight to to watch. So and also on the co-main, you guys know it's uh, the Filipino. Uh, uh, Nonito Donaire uh, versus uh, uh, Wilfredo Vasquez Jr. So that that should be an exciting fight too as well. So we should see see what happens with those. Um, I, I'm actually pulling for uh, Donaire. I think Donaire is gonna is gonna is gonna beat um is gonna beat uh, Jr. Vasquez Jr. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, well, stay tuned for the next segment, the Fighters Corner. We'll be talking with uh, my friend and one of my trainers as well, Sam Colonna. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports ready for in your face sports want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go you're not going to be shy here tune in to here's the deal with mega and steel featuring ike mega griffin and sydney steel justice we've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern just before the weekend on the voice america sports channel we tell it like it is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Zeiss. This week on the show will be... Lori Podoski with Ruger, Mike Barnum with Galco, Stephanie Sanford with the NRA, Shepard Humphreys with Shooting in Jackson Hole, Outdoor News Highlights, plus Chance Orth and Cat Daddy, when we talk about Conceal and Carry. All brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Thank you. 
You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Thank you and welcome. You're listening to Outside the Ring. I like to call this segment the Fighters Corner. And in this segment alone, we re- we definitely do have a person that's been in numerous of uh, Fighters' Corners, champions, contenders, um, some pretenders as well. Uh, he's been about in everybody's corner, most likely. Uh, he's a, a, a great trainer as well. He's a, a good personal friend of mine, um, Sam Colonna. Sam Colon, can you say hi to everybody? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm happy to be on the, on this uh, segment here. Thank you. Well, thank you for for being on. So, how's it going? And um, how's the new year treating you, man? Hey, so far, a lot of things are happening. Uh, everything's good. You know, the family's good, and and the fighters are all back in the gym training, getting ready <laughs> for different events. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, you know what? I want to touch on real quick. Real quick, we're brief. And the uh, Andrade George fight. What what really happened? What was the, give us the four one one on on. Well, you know, I got there the day of the way of the fight, really, because I was uh, at the day before I was at Chicago, uh, getting getting from far in the fight, so I couldn't be there for the weigh in. But at the at the event when we went to the uh, the venue, first of all, it was outside raining, pictured at in a in a baseball field. Um, we got there. We were we were thrown in a. In the dugout that smelled really, really bad, no ventilation at all. The first thing I do when I get to a fight, I walk to the to the ring. I went to and I kind of look at the ring. Me and Don, we both were walking towards the ring, and I said to him, "I go, man, that's a small ring." He looked at me. He goes, "Oh my God, that's a small ring." So right away, I went back and I let the people that the management let them know. I hey, then Pete went over there and he said the same thing. So they went and got a measuring tape. They measured the ring. In the contract, we had the contract in our hand. It was supposed to be 820 minimum. The ring right. itself was 15-foot ring. Picture wow. that. Minimum of wow. 20. We would have fought an 18, but this ring was 15 feet from rope to rope. We measured it with a measuring tape. Man, you so see, and then, that, then that's... From that, then from that, you know, we weren't going to fight no 15 ring. Fighting uh, in Mexico, a Mexican... When we were working, the strategy was hit and move, hit and move. You can't move too much in a 15-foot ring. No, especially especially big guys like that in in, in a 15-foot right. ring. No, you you can't. You're not you're not you're not giving the other guy a fair chance in in in, in well, fighting um, a small ring. Right. If you're 108 pounds, hey, maybe you get away with it. But you know, when you're six one, you know, and 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 and, uh, and fighting at 100, probably at 180 when by the time you get in the ring, you know. That's a, that's yeah, a small man. ring, you know. And plus, you got another guy in there, a referee. You don't have much room. Exactly, exactly. Well, Sam, now now that we got the four one one on that, and I'm very pleased with uh, uh, that you you were the guy who who saw that a Chicago guy and working with another Chicago fighter, making them uh, feel safe and 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 letting them know. But um, also, I I want to know 
uh, and let everybody know how long you've been coaching, and um, and I'm gonna ask you right away. Did you start working with pros right away, or, or no, how did you get into? I started. I started boxing myself. Then I had an injury. You know, about 27 years ago, I got shot, and actually, I'm living my life really at something I love through the boxers. Something I can't do no more because I got shot. I, you know, I have a bullet in my back, and I'm giving back to the fighters. You know, and it's a love of the sport. Because the money I've made with boxing, I'm not saying I've, I haven't made money. I've, I have made money, but the time I put into it, after you add it up, it's about a dime an hour. You know what I mean? That I've made with boxers. <laughs> but you know what? It's the love I have. It's like a drug. You know, you you always turn back to it, and that's what I got. Yeah. And uh, I've been training boxers for about, I would say, I would say over 25 years, maybe 25 a little longer years, than that. So oh, that's Sam, awesome. I've, been in it, I've seen it all, from amateurs to, to the professional uh, part of it. Sam, and I think just the fact that you know that you cared more about the fighters' well-being in that fight than the money about it kind of just shows what what kind of a, a guy you are and how how good it is to have you in the corner when they're a, when they're a, when you when a fighter has you. So, well, you know, a lot of fighters, you know, if it was for Don, hey, I'll fight. Sometimes the fighter's pride gets in the way, but you gotta you gotta look and see what's what's the best for the fighter. You got to take care of the fighter, you know, because if he would have won, a great. But then if he would lose, we would feel guilty that we let him go through that. You know what I mean? We got to look at we got to look at the the both ends of, of the of the stick, you know. And we felt in that fight, in that particular where we were, everything was against us. So why why have the ring against us? You know, when we put it in the contract, minimum of twenty feet, minimum. That's the smallest we would have fought in. We probably would have took an eighteen foot ring. But when they put a 15-foot ring, that was an insult. Yes, definitely, definitely, man. See, and that's why uh, boxers need people like you and, and obviously the, the management as well because they stepped up to the plate and, and they said that we're not going to let our guy fight in, in, in a ring like yeah, that, that where it's dangerous. That's what happened. Everybody was on the same page. Pete George, you know, the father, the, tr- the head trainer, and the management, they did step up, and I was proud of everybody for you know, looking after the fighter for once, not, hey, is this a good payday or, or this will bring them to another level. You know what? There's always another day. Yep, another day to get to that other level. That's Definitely right. right about that, Sam. But um, let, me, let me ask you something about uh, your experience with uh, amateurs. And, um, you know, I, I know you've been in, in the boxing for, for a long time, as you just said, 25 years. And... Um, you know, now we're in, in the season where everybody's getting ready for what? Here in Chicago, for the Golden well, Gloves. Right now, right now, everybody's getting ready for the Chicago Golden Gloves. Um, every gym, you, you, you know, that, that has boxing, believe it or not, they're going to be competing in the Golden Gloves. Last year, we had almost 400 registered boxers throughout Illinois. Uh, we have this year, we have registrations in February 18, 19, and 20 at, at, at the Gordon Tech. And the tournament wow. starts in March, March 8th it starts. Everything's going to be held at Golden, uh, Gordon Tech this year. You know, for the last, I don't know how many years, last year was the first time we had a Gordon Tech, and we had a real good success. We had parking. It's a different, little different venue than St. Andrews, but you know what? A lot of people, we had good, good uh, turnout, and everybody seemed like to adapt. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great as well. I mean, I, I was I was fortunate enough to uh, go over there like... Um, my next question was, man, how how you 
uh, get those good tickets, man, that you gave me, bro. Yeah, hey, bro, listen, ringside tickets, I got to take care of my boys, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I feel that, you know, me and you, Dave, we go back a long way. I've, I've had the opportunity and the pleasure of working with you, and uh, I can't say good a lot of good things about you, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, nobody can. But, you know, the the thing is, though, with the, with the Golden Gloves, everybody's um, training now and trying to trying to be, uh, get into the Golden Gloves. How many Golden Gloves champions have you had, uh, uh, Sam? Well, have you actually uh, trained? I don't want to uh, sound like I'm bragging, but you asked me a question. I have to answer it. Um, when, when I was at Windy City, we had 13 exec- 13 years in a row, we had the number one team in the Golden Gloves. That, wow. you know, uh, a few years ago, we didn't have a team because uh, Windy City closed down. So we were out of a, a gym, but I still ended up with second place. And then right after that, we opened up a gym. And in the last four years, I've had the number one team again. So, I mean, we do have a good boxing program here. We have mm-hmm. good amateurs and good sparring. And... We, we're really out there working with the fighters. You know, we really do work with them. And that's what makes a good team. It's got to have, you got to have a, a teamwork. That's what it is. That's yeah, we, that's, that's real good, that's man. Uh, Sam, but from yeah. like 19, from 1992 to like 1995, I believe, or 91, was it 91, 92, 95, you didn't have a 139 pound Golden Glove champion, did you? Well, the reason why we didn't probably because you blocked us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But remember, remember, Jermaine, Jermaine Sanders had fought you, but yeah. you remember what happened in that fight? It was a very tight fight. It was very close. Um, you edged him out a little bit. Remember that? And you yes, went on. Sir. You went on to win after that. The Olympics. Yes, yes. I mean, you went on to win the nationals. The national Golden Gloves, and I yep. was like. Very, very timid to get into the ring with Jermaine Sanders because his history of, of fighting oh, yeah. and, and the Golden Gloves was like, wow. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and actually to end up uh, beating someone like Jermaine Sanders was like, I was that like, was man, I, I, I could really fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember talking to you like a couple years before that. You were just a little guy up on the, on the bleachers, way up on in St. Andrews. And uh, you were talking. I go, this guy knows boxing. I said, <laughs> and you were like yeah, yeah. maybe like twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah, yes, I sir. Lo- lo- loved it. Loved loved the sport. Loved it, and uh, yep. will will always love it. That's why um, I'm still um, talking about the sport. I'm not so much in the gym. I've been out of the gym, but you know, we'll we'll talk about that more later on. Now, right. Which which are the fighters we need to keep our eye on, uh, uh, Sam? That are coming well, out right of right now. Okay. You know the fighters in Chicago. I would I would keep an eye out. Would be like a guy like Donovan George, a guy like Farfara, you know, guy like uh, Adrian, you know, uh, Granadas. Those are young guys coming up, making making a little noise. You know, Granada still needs a little tuning because he's still young and he don't have a lot of experience. But those are guys that are hard worker. You know, they work hard in the gym and really take it serious. And those guys, uh, you know, they're, they're going to make some noise down the line. Oh, that's real good. That's real good. Yeah, I, I sparred a couple of times with Granados, and he's a, he's a decent, tall tall kid and a decent fighter, man. Nice, right, nice, right. nice movement and everything. I, I really like the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. how, how does someone go about, you know, signing him up? 
for for the Golden Gloves? You know, people they want well, to know about it. Well, people that want to know, they they have to go to thirty six thirty three North California, uh, Saturday, uh, February eighteenth, between nine and four. Then February nineteenth, between ten and four. Then on a Monday, February twentieth, between five p.m. nine p.m. And that's all they got to do is go down there. Uh, female, male, senior novice, anybody over twenty one in the open division. That's all they got to do right. is go down there and uh, sign up. That, There's no fee signing up. That's all you got to do is get a ABF uh, book, the license, and that's it. And you can you wow. purchase that at uh, at the registration. That's good, Sam. Now, how can people get in touch with you? People that want to learn uh, how to box, or you got a Facebook page, or, or a Twitter well, account, or what? Just uh, you know, look up uh, Chicago Boxing. Um, the number is seven seven three eight zero one thirteen hundred. Or just call me, you know, on my on my cell, you know, and that's uh seven seven three five ten eleven seventy seven. That's good. That's good, Sam man. I well, Sam man, I wish you nothing but the best for this year. Um, definitely stay away from the Hamlet Park fighters. I know they're not the same anymore. <laughs> yep, <laughs> but um, I wish <laughs> I know I wish you nothing but the best, Sam. Um, All right, well, thank you, for thank you for in. having me. And Larry, thank you. Okay, you got it, man. Take care. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Stay tuned for our next segment, the championship round. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your
You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Welcome. You're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the championship round. And uh, speaking about championships, um, the other day I, uh, a reporter called me and he's like, Hey, David, how you doing from, from here from Chicago? Um, and he started asking me, he's like, Hey, so what's going on? Um, are you going to be fighting again? Because Juan Manuel Marquez uh, mentioned you as a possible fight for March. And I, I told him that I, I had that I had not gotten reached by anybody, so um, I didn't know anything of what he was talking about. So, you know, that's out there. And uh, to touch on it, um, really, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I'm actually uh, thinking about um, retirement, you know. I'm actually hmm. in that process. Yeah, I'm in that process of, of thinking about retirement and thinking about that um, my, my run probably is about up. And um, looking for uh, more time with the family and, and, you know, not being a crank as much. So we're, we're, uh, we're definitely thinking about retirement. Um, of course, you know, there's always a possibility of a fight, but I'm like 80% out out the door and enjoying the, the recliner. You know? We've talked about it, and, and uh, you know, just over the years of of you saying, you know, if anything starts to, if you start to notice anything with me or starting to lose it a little bit, you know, tell me. And uh, and luckily, it hasn't gotten to that point. I mean, you know, you you could count yourself lucky, you know, of of being able to say that you've made it this far, done all the things that you've done, um, and still, you know, I mean, I don't think you're the sharpest knife in the drawer, but you don't <laughs> think you ever were. But at least, you know, if we sit down and talk, it's not, uh, you know, you're not. You're not uh, somebody else now, so I, I think um, you know. One, if that's what you're going to do, I congratulate you on a, on a great career. And two, if um, you know, if you choose to continue on, obviously you just want to make sure you make smart smart choices with it. So, well, yeah, that's that's what we ho- hopefully um, end up doing. Um, I, and, I, and I thank you for your honesty, Larry, because um, I always value you as a good friend. And um, well, we'll just see what happens. But like I said, man, I'm tired of sort of the grind. How do you say the grind of of of, of eight weeks uh, training and dieting and and doing all that all that good stuff that young young <laughs> young fighters like to do? I like my Oreo cookies too much, so I think I'm gonna <laughs> I think I'm gonna <laughs> start looking into retirement and um and, and see what happens for that. But now let's move on into uh, another thing. Um, there was a YouTube video. I don't know if you've seen it about seven guys. This happened out in Bridgeport. I should have asked Sam. What he thought about it because that's probably in, that's definitely in his area because that's where he trains some, some people. There were seven guys against one guy and, um, they were, uh, you know, beating up this one kid. He tried to get away and, and ended up beating him, beating him up. And th- this YouTube video got the attention all the way up to a Good Morning America. And, um, it, it's kind of sad, uh, to, to see some things that, that happen like that. Regardless of whatever the kid did. I don't think he he deserved any 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 beating like that, especially from seven guys. I mean, one on one, two on one, still 
doable, you know, but to have seven guys just literally pummeling the kid, I, I don't think it was right. Um, and like uh, you had mentioned, um, the, I think it was one of the dads who turned in his own kid. Mm-hmm. You know, a rough call, man. It's, you know, I, I remember back in high school or around that age, you do some stupid stuff, man, and, and you don't think about the consequences with it. And so, you know, God, it's terrible that it happened and, and terrible that dad had to be put in that position to have to do that. But I think it's the right call. I think his dad works for the police department, too, of, of Cook County or something. Yeah, I think I believe he's a sheriff, a mm-hmm. sheriff, if I'm not not mistaken, Sheriff Cook County, and uh, he he did definitely do the right thing. I I believe because um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't come to that. It shouldn't come to that. If if kids need to to give back, it's because kids are afraid of getting their ass whooped, man. That's what it is, man. Point blank and simple. Kids are not they're not they're not brave enough anymore to to just duke it out and and and. And fight and, and and walk away with it, you know. It's just so that's why they do multi five on one or six on one. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly, because they they're afraid to get the bubble, you know. Yeah, that that's plain and simple, man. Uh, back back when obviously I'm 35 years old, I'm an old guy. I mean, you would you would fight, just fight, fight, and then the next day see the guy and be like, hey, I got you, and the guy <laughs> would definitely give you the way, you know. Exactly because. You know, it was a respect type of thing, man, and and these kids don't these days don't don't have that, man. And, and I, I right? didn't he get a call from a girl or something to say meet me here, and then seven guys are waiting for him, something like that. I believe so. I believe so. And even that girl should uh, get a spanking or something. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you don't you don't do something like that. That's just very terrible, terribly wrong. And I don't know, man. It just doesn't vibe well with me. You know. Yeah. Kids need to find some outlets, man, and definitely boxing is one of them. If you're if you're stressed out with anything or the kids are all, you see your kids are all mad or something, put them in a boxing gym. Put them in a boxing gym. Let, let them get uh, beat up on a bag or, or get beat up, and they'll be able to walk away with a little bit of pride uh, of knowing that, that at least they tried to fight, you know? So I don't know. Definitely think... Uh, Kids need to find something to do, get off the Xbox, and um, start going to the gym, playing basketball, baseball, or whatever. Also, um, I want to talk to you about something that happened uh, this, uh, actually right before the show, man. My my kid, David, you know him. Uh, he's six years old, and, and, and he's, his teeth are, are, are coming out. And um, I was able to sit almost for about an hour with him, and... Uh, his his two of his uh, bottom front teeth are, are loose, but the, the the there's two of them growing already in back. So I started telling him, "Hey man, you gotta start wiggling the, the teeth so that they can come out." And man, we we were there for about an hour and a half, and I was struggling with him. Hey man, just pull it and do it. And so definitely, I I I jammed one of the tooth out. It came out, and finally. He yelled for a little bit, and then he was like, "Oh, it's gone! It's, it's really gone!" <laughs> so he was like, he cried for a little bit. Then he was like, "Hey, my tooth is out!" So then, the 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 second one that was still there, he's like, "I'm like, all right, now let's let's work on the uh, on the first one, on the second one, and, and let's get it out." And he was again back to the, "Oh, don't touch me! Leave me alone!" Pinky promised that you're not gonna take it out. And all of this, so it was just a a great moment that I had with with, with David, and um, it's his first tooth uh, 
that that he's losing and and you know I it was it was just a, a good experience and something I, I thought I would I would never do and uh, to be able to you know I mean I guess share it with everybody who's listening or who's still listening because they probably <laughs> shut this off and they're like oh David again here he goes with the sentimental feelings. I but, was just um, about to was, hang up. So oh you were I knew it I knew it I knew you'd get to that point. But it was it was just something nice that um that uh, I I I felt that I, I needed to share and um I don't know it was it you was got some fun good and kids man all your kids are good so yeah so I'm gonna try to uh, knock out that that second one later on but um I think our time is up man I want to thank everybody for listen for listening and until next time I'll see you outside the ring. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.